Cheers. Cheers. Welcome, everybody, to our podcast, Can We Be Friends? My name is Gage Morrow. And my name is Mike Massaro. And uh, I just had a couple sips of this wine, but I'm already getting lit because I'm a lightweight. Mm. Mm. How you been, Mike? Pretty good. Uh, busy, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, aren't we all, man? In a weird week. <laughs> yeah. I heard uh, Connecticut's opening back up COVID-wise. Yeah, the 19th of March Woo! coming up. Yeah, we're supposed to be having it's restaurants about, at full capacity. It's about fucking time a year later. Yeah, I know, right? Literally, it's been like literally like a year since we've been shut down and everything. But since we've been locked in our homes, I think it's an interesting time to state. reflect too. Like, uh, it's been a year. How's your year been? What do, what's what's shut down done for you? Honestly, uh, like overall, it was kind of good. Like weirdly to say, like I feel shitty saying that, but like my year was like. Solidly decent. Over the course of this year, I, like, committed to, like, actually pursuing stand-up and, you know what I mean? Like, I've been regularly writing and going to mics and, like, honestly just living with, like, a sense of more purpose than I have been for a great while. So, yeah, I really can't complain. Like, um, I don't know, I kind of took the opportunity working from home early on during this thing to work from home and definitely not work on other things all day. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know i no I was, in, in, I in all seriousness cut though out of our last episode by the way the whole at last episode i was a little elevated yeah so like <laughs> half of my head was cut out of the shot the whole time oh dude i, I was noticing so, on the last episode like half my face the entire time was covered by this thing like yeah it's a little annoying sometimes yeah, it is what it is we'll figure it out it's just covering more of this beard yeah i know there's really not much like so you found what was important to you Yes. During COVID. Yes. And, I think uh, uh, I think that's a running theme too. Yeah, cleaned up my act a little bit. Like it's been uh, not your room. Let me tell you, this guy needs to do laundry. As, <laughs> that is fair. Uh, I like every piece of clothing I own is on that floor right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. I, I have this like system, and and I made a joke about it to my coworker today, and she like didn't believe me. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, I found a dryer sheet on the ground, and I was like, someone had a dryer sheet fall off their clothes and I smelled it and I was like, huh, it's not my dryer sheet. Like, that's weird. And, uh, and she was like, well, yeah, I guess. And I was like, I guess like having a dryer sheet fall off your clothes doesn't really mean like you're dirty or anything. And I was like, well, I mean, it could mean that like you didn't wash your clothes this week. So you just threw them in the dryer for 25 minutes before work. So they don't look wrinkled and they smell good. And, and she just goes, what? And I was like, what? <laughs> I certainly have never done that, but that's a good, uh, that's a good, it's an interesting tip. No, noted. No, my, my work schedule is so consistent and it's so short. And I always wear my, like my work clothes always get dirty because I work in a factory. Mm-hmm. So like I just separate those at the end. This is riveting content laundry. That's yeah. Crazy. Jesus Christ. No, but. We just ate a massive dinner. So. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I am zonked, bro. It's, Mike was such a kind Italian boy and made me and him a steak for when I showed up. And it was chef kiss, beautiful, wonderful, tasty, Thanks, delicious. Bud. It was so good. Thank you so much. No problem, Such an dude. Italian thing to do is cook for people. I wish my people – I don't even know what my people are, but I wish my people did more. I don't remember ever having, like, consistent family dinners, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, we did Like, a when lot. I think of, like, my what I want for my kids, that's, like, one of the things I want for my kids is, like – Family dinners. Yeah, man. I feel like 
there's two kinds of people in this world. There's like people who've had family dinners and then there's broken people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some of us who've had family dinners are still broken people. I know, but I'm saying <laughs> like you can be both. It's like every rectangle, every square is a rectangle, but mm. not every rectangle is a square kind of thing. Mm -hmm. so it's every like rose has broken. its thorn and such. Yes. Every <laughs> ro <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. I feel like people who don't have family dinners are like ultimately always prone to be broken. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just, I think it's a very, uh, it's a very lovely thing to do. But I guess it's also a privilege, too, to have parents that aren't working all... Like, I was a latchkey kid. Yeah. I came home from, like... I went to a magnet school, so I would come home pretty late. So I would just be like... If there was something made, it was still in the fridge, just leftovers. Or I would... Uh, oh, my hat's on still. That's warm. I was like, why is it so toasty in here? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, since you've seen me last, I've gotten a haircut, and I... Love it. I love touching my head now. I feel like we should move the Don't Tread on Me flag from behind you because I feel like it gives you a weird vibe. <sighs> they will not replace us. No, Jesus just kidding. Christ. Just, I said they. I'm very, just, I mean, trans people will not replace me. <laughs> Gender nonconforming individuals. <laughs> um, but yeah, COVID, COVID's been pretty good for me to kind of, I mean, I was still working because I work in a factory and we make all like the essential paper, which I guess manufacturing stayed essential from the jump anyways. Yeah. But um, I paid off my private debt, and now I just have my federal debt. And thanks to COVID, I'm actually profiting off of COVID. Not like a PPP scandal, like loan fraud or anything like that. Walmart level profiting off of COVID? No, I mean like the CARES Act means that I don't have to pay, uh, uh, I don't have to pay interest rate on federally uh, underpinned loans. So my subsidized and unsubsidized loans through the Fed are all interest free. Yep. For yeah. what was from March to like December of last year and has now been extended through September of this year. Wait, did it get extended through September? Through September. Fuck yeah. Yeah, September I'm going to actually start making payments because I've been slacking. Well, I, I took that reprieve as basically just a time to pretend I was saving money. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? I paid off my private student debt and now because of this, I've done the math and I might not have to pay interest again on my debt. Like... I might, Damn. with what I get paid, I might be able to pay off the rest of my Fed debt by the time it starts accruing. And I just didn't pay anything towards the Fed debt because I had private debt that was still accruing interest. So I yeah. like, prioritized that. Makes because sense. Because I did, I, my like taxes and my bonus at work, I was able to pay it off. And I just got my stimulus check, which I never didn't get last year. There you and go. It was like a little surprise. I was like, fuck yeah. Thanks, Uncle Joey. So, uh, whatever. Good but, stuff. I, uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I also have found more purpose during the COVID lockdown, I like really focused on writing and mm -hmm. doing better at stand up because now I appreciate it now that it's gone. And you know, mm. like you don't know what you got till it's gone. Hey, hey, paradise. <laughs> the wise words of Joni Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it <laughs> kind really of does focus. paraphrased words of Joni Mitchell. <laughs> I think COVID's been like a wake up call for everyone. It's like it starts with, do you want to live here? You know what I mean? Think about like LA, Los, uh, yeah. New York. It's like, what are you paying for? Are you getting what you're paying for? Is it worth it? You know what I mean? Like when you strip away all the distractions. Yeah, exactly. It... it used to be that your life is so busy you could just distract yourself from your reality, but then if like your reality is not there anymore, you only have your yeah. environment. New dinner, new drinks, new friends every night. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I hope this has been a wake-up call for especially people in colleges paying this a ridiculous price for what is now DeVry University. Yeah. Like, no matter what university you go to, now it's all online school. 
But you know what? Like even the, some of the best professors at these like really good institutions don't know how to use the fucking computer. Oh yeah. So they're even more useless than like, yeah. Um, what was, uh, Oh man, there's a story I wanted to tell you for this. Uh, it's all right. You can, you can, I'll vamp for you, but like during COVID and shit, it's like, it was literally like at my lowest point that I discovered stand up even before COVID back in October of 2019. And then after that, like when it was taken away from me, it made me realize how much I really wanted and how much I wanted this to be my life. Mm. And I've really decided that like stand up is my career path, like stand up content creation. Like I want to make my career yeah. here, like in the creative space. I want to yeah. be a performer. And I feel like I had so many signals from when I was a young kid that I wanted to be a performer, but I never gave into those. I just, yeah. I saw that as like a personality trait, like, oh, mm-hmm. Gage is yes. just a quirky kid, but yeah. he's the smart kid, so exactly. he's going to pursue sciences. I felt the same way, and you we, we me off, absolutely, and Thanks, we, and bro. we sort of talked. Hold on, I'm going to move. Cause right. Yeah. And uh, this is something yeah. that we sort of talked about um, uh, just before about about like the sort of uh, directionality. I'm just going to polish this off. No worries. Thanks, um, Of course, and uh, this is one of the things we talk about, like the sort of directionality of. Um, you know, like being younger and, and being told sort of like, this is, this is the path you're going to take because, Oh, look how well you do in school. Look at like, you know, look at how you're, look at how you're doing this. I, um, if it's important, all right. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's uh, like a random number. So it's probably not important, but Mr. Scam like expecting. Yeah. So I don't give a shit. They'll text me if it's important. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, we, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, you know, you know, you do well in school. You're, you're so, you know, like you're such a good writer. You should like, you should go into law. You should go into doing this yeah, professional discipline. Sure and like, recording. it'd be really embarrassing if I'm not. Oh yeah, I am. Cool, cool. That's good. <laughs> I, I always check cause it's like, I'm my own producer. Like I, I, pro- I make sure that technologically speaking, everything is going. So like, it'd be really the... embarrassing if I'm not recording during a deep talk. But yeah. So from a young childhood, from a young child's perspective, you're being told what to do, where to be. Yeah. And, uh, and that's sort of a, uh, you know, and maybe not even in a, in a sort of, um, you know, like being dictated, but more so just a, you know, a goading, you know, like, Hey, go here, like do this, try this. And, and it's just like, okay, like this works until it doesn't. Right. And that, that was sort of a big realization for me was like, it was working fine through college until I hit a wall of like this, this sort of professionalized office academia life is driving me fucking crazy. Like, and, and it's, and it's, not only that, it's making me very unproductive and, um, and I was still getting A's and shit like that. So it was hard to justify walking away from that. But, uh, you know, then you find some actual purpose. Then you find like you do something and you feel that reward mechanism in your brain that like, that like you've sort of dulled over the last four or five years through various abuses of, uh, those pathways. And, uh, and, and you get to a point where you're like, Oh, this is like, it's possible to like, to, to, to like have a sense of purpose and to get this from just life. And, uh, and that was, that was what stand up was and writing is for me is like, so both comedy writing and, you know, just like writing in general, um, then performing there's, there's nothing like it. Like, and at least for me and, uh, Certainly. sure for you as well. And yeah, I mean, even I, I told this, I, I was, uh, with Austin apostle fellow comic in the Connecticut scene, shout out Austin apostle. Um, and I was telling him, like, the when I realized that stand-up was exactly what I wanted to do with my life was when you bomb. Because it, mm. bombing is the worst 
you could possibly do at stand-up. And at the worst, it still felt better than the best of any other thing in my life. Yep. And and it gives you like – for me, it's like it, after after the getting over the sting of like public failure, like, like for me, it became like this uh, – this drive it's like you bomb and you go down and you're just like, and and that sort of that fire of embarrassment in your face, the flushness is just becomes like this passion that you're using to fix whatever the fuck just happened. And, uh, and, and and to rewrite shit and, and listen to the recording and go back where you failed. And especially if it was going good and then you like lost it or if you were doing bad and then you brought Mm -hmm. it back. Yeah. That's it's all like research study, like comics, in general are such neurotic individuals we're so like self-obsessed and like self-reflective in sometimes the worst of ways but i think it it bodes well for like the other aspects of your life because it helps you churn over and really study yourself like very rarely do people actually listen to themselves speak and you know in its most basic form stand-up is like public speaking and that's one of like the top five fears of like the general public you know at least in these states um, I don't know if there's like cultural differences, like in more Eastern cultures, but yeah, I mean, stand up is like pretty much like it's truly an American art form. You know? Oh We've yeah, talked it's about like that. jazz, like, you know. Yeah. Um, or but like uh, race. I mean, what? Yeah, like but, jazz. <laughs> but I think that um, I think that one of the things that is really cool about this is like discovering a passion for it, you know, and being this early on in the process, you know, being like mm-hmm. at, at a year in, each of us, you know what I mean, knowing that this is what we're going to dedicate our energy and our focus and our time and attention to is uh it's I, i'm just excited for like you know that growth because uh, i've seen the growth in myself over this time and i know there's going to be plateaus and stuff like that yeah. and you know but uh I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge like it's it's a this is the first time i've looked at like a a five ten you know long-term plan yeah. of like my life and been excited about what comes next like as opposed to you know no yeah i mean a lot of school. a lot of stuff before it's crazy and i know like people at home listening will also like will empathize with this feeling but i remember at a very young age i always had this nagging feeling that i don't understand what my life's purpose is mm. but i had confidence that my adult self would guide me through that like at age 13 i thought i don't know what i'm doing with myself but I trust that 20-year-old Gage will know what to do with his self. Yeah. And so it, it just keeps going that way. You keep passing it along to your future self. Like, future Mike will figure this out. Future yep. Gage will figure this out. And it's a dangerous game. <laughs> you arrive at the future of the age that you set, and you realize you still haven't gotten it figured out. And so that's why I love Nietzsche. Like, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche, his, his, my favorite quote from him is, A man with a why can burden almost any how which is like my life's motto, which is to say that because he was also the person who said God is dead, there is no meaning to life, there is no purpose, there is no path to walk, that we uh, create our own meaning, you know, that humans are in our intellect create meaning in this life, that there is no ordained or divine purpose granted to us by birth, that we are just hapless carbon-based life forms roaming the earth and to expect purpose to be divine to us, that's why, like, religion is so popular, because it is a pre-written scripture of what you should do with your life. It offers structure, it offers purpose, it offers rules. Like, we love structure, and we love knowing that if we walk a certain path, we get rewarded with an afterlife. 
Yeah, I, I definitely think that those are both opposite ends of the spectrum. But I think that the truth is somewhere probably a little more in between that. And I think that like, I think that, you know, like, and I've gotten a lot of this from both like, you know, just my experience with, with uh, talking to people and then also, you know, experience with in the past with like psychedelic drugs and stuff like Ooh, that. I have not yet tried, like, but I'm sure I will discover a whole new chapter. Yeah. It, so so once I experienced some of that stuff that, you know, the idea of like nihilism was completely gone, even optimistic nihilism. I, I sort of have moved past because I don't think Sorry it reflects the world we live optimistic in. Nihilism? That uh, optimistic nihilism sort of like that, like, yeah, there's no meaning in this life, but we get to create it. Ah, like, okay. and, and that, that I and, and that philosophy, but yeah. I don't know what the name was. I mean, it. like, it's just, that's a name I'd, I'd give to it. I don't yeah. know if that's an official name or not. I think, now that I'm thinking about it, it might be what Nietzsche called that. Yeah. But, but I think that like, I think that reducing the world to that is, is crazy because, you know, when you when you're with someone and you're having like a real moment, you're having an in-depth conversation, you're ha- you feel the connection. You know, it, it, it's not just an intellectual connection. There's something more that you're picking up on, not just reading each other's body language, but like I – there's – we have five senses, right? Like I think there's a lot more layered into reality that we're not able to really totally perceive. I think we can sort of tune into it. Yeah. Understand it a little bit. That's what vibes I think are right. Like, you know, just that feeling you get that sixth sense. Like, yeah. but, uh, that I like, like, I think there's something more in terms of like, when it comes to finding that purpose and finding that path, you're making decisions and, and habituating action. That's leading you closer to being in tune with that energy, that vibration that like you're, and, and, and I don't mean, you know, we can go into the fucking, there's a whole CIA paper that I was reading I about, like uh, saying. about saying uh, some hot words that really, yeah. <laughs> CIA papers. I yeah. Like this. I like so I want to get into this. So, so there's a CIA paper about, uh, basically, uh, like specific types of transcendental meditation. And I'm going to botch this because, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull right. up the article. You know, while you're pulling this it up, is, I'd uh, like to bring up that the CIA, you know, I, I was listening to an interview with a CIA, a former CIA agent. Now you obviously have to take this with a grain of salt. Because, you know, you got to speak on behalf of the agency and you have to be able to, you know, defend their behaviors. But I know the CIA is a relatively progressive sect of the government because it experiments with and it was part of like the MK Ultra programs and things like that. And they had to embed Charles Manson. Yeah, they had to embed themselves with hippies to like Mm -hmm. really like create a hippie commune to like create a little like uh, uh, psychological experiment locale so that they could experiment on human behavior and shit like that so i know they have like a history of pursuing what is like the cutting edge of culture and things like that but it's strange it's like when there's new cultural phenomena cia is always around the corner to study how so, it's going to affect the government and like yeah destabilizing the country exactly so what the, uh, actually b- before i get into this do you mind checking to make sure my mic's still on because i just moved it a little bit I yeah just, you should be fine uh, I, I i know that we've had some issues with the plug on this one before can you check yep Test, test, test. Yep. All right, perfect. Welcome um, to the technical podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Twice now. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so this uh, – so actually, I, and I hate that this is like the article I'm going to reference because it's a really distilled version of it. But Vice did like an actually – like last month did a decent summary of this. They obviously were late to the party here. But there was there was this whole thing called like gateway research basically um, back in like the, the 50s. This radio broadcasting guy – um, 
uh, like produces evidence basically through repeated experiments that specific sound waves and patterns have an effect on the human being. So this is like if you if you go online and YouTube like meditation videos and stuff, you know some of them will have like you know it will 1080 hertz like blah 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 and binaural, they, beats. Bi binaural beats. That's what this is. I was really so, into binaural in middle school. Yeah, I thought I could so, reach an elevated form of humanity if I listened to binaural. Turns beats. out the CIA thought the same thing, and they and ran a lot of experiments kid. about it. So Monroe, this guy who comes up with it, and again, all this, all this is distilled, and uh, I want to give the author credit, Thoby Campion, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Vice article, How to Escape the Confines of Space and Time According to the CIA. I will give you the name of the actual document, and uh, we'll link it in the video yes, I as will, well. Certainly. Um, just keeping the track of the time. It's 5.02 right now, just bet. so you know. All right, so we got a little bit of time. That's perfect. Uh, so Monroe basically forms his R&D division inside like the radio program, it says here. And uh, and he's studying this, and he sort of becomes obsessed with like hypnosis and stuff like that. And um, and then he uh, and, and then he starts like, you know, playing more and more with different frequencies and like it, it, seeing how they affect like what, what goes on in people's minds and mapping, mapping everything out and... Uh, then he starts talking about like uh, uh, what's it called? He he he, uh, he talks about the, an out of body experience. And in, in 1971, he publishes this thing. This is what it says, and that's when like becomes a little popularized. So so where the CIA gets into this is there's uh um he he in 1975 he gets like uh these patients right, and uh, it says here that he finds the frequency that can basically when played at certain levels in each year can make the right hemisphere of the brain and the left hemisphere of the brain vibrate at the same, uh, you know, uh, wavelength. Trippy. But what so, does that mean? So what that means is, is it, so, okay, here's where it gets really crazy. So, it's starting to get so crazy now. yeah, this is, <coughs> bless you. Oh, so, bless so, me. So, so, so this army veteran gets involved and with the CIA, they basically publish this, this uh, th uh, this program and and this and this research paper about uh, so space time as we know is like is you know sort of, so they have this diagram of space time right it's like a curvature and and it, it, this this gets so nuts and I'm and I'm not a physicist right now, just so you know yeah that's but fine I'll step in with my math and science yeah education. I would love to so because I'm not a math and science guy this is just what I've read in this paper so basically what he was saying is that like Earth and and like the whole of the like mass in like in the atmosphere it vibrates at like there's this certain pitch or something that that that, that like the energy vibrates at right it's okay keep going keep going does this make sense it doesn't like, matter if it doesn't make sense it, you as long as you make it sound interesting so okay so a certain frequency to uh, yeah yes yeah, so, 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 so basically as is you know everything matter is just energy condensed right facts energy is just waves that vibrate at a certain frequency that the, 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 so, so it's all that matter is is just energy equals exactly times the speed of light squared. Yes. Yeah, so, so here's the thing: all of this, like this desk, these wine glasses, this typewriter here, like all of the shit, even us, yes. like is just energy that is condensed into a state and an association within the confines of this like space time of the physical universe that we exist in that makes it observable to us. It's like this long extended hallucination basically be because that's be the name of your memoir. Yeah. Long, long extended, extended hallucination, hallucination. Be 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 because like, like if I'm looking at you, all of the cells that make up your skin and, and your face and everything like that are made up of atoms of like 
of, of, you know, substances of chemicals, minerals, and all these other things that are dynamically interacting with each other to form life. But I'm seeing a man's head. A simp. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm seeing is a pussy. It's just like, like an extended yeah, insult. Yeah, like all, all of that is just a level of association and of and of perception, right? That 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 is unique to us as human beings with these bodies and these eyes and and this design, the, this this association of particles. So where does so, the CIA step in? So, so what the CIA measures, this guy measures, is he finds this this resonance at, at which the uh, um uh, at which like the universe and matter and space time itself vibrate right and it, 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 it's a specific pitch he manages to take that pitch and and buzz it into people's heads so their right and left the right and left sides of their brains vibrate at that same pitch as everything else in sync with it he then develops a theory basically along with these these military people that that basically because space time is is uh so it's based on two things right uh there's some sort of refraction thing with with the waves and the particles where basically when when it's when it's vibrating um you know it it it, it hits something it hits a boundary and then the, and then there's like a split second refractory period where it's sort of like like is rebounding right like it slips out and comes back with like you know equal and opposite reaction right gotcha, gotcha. so so what they theorize is that if you can make they theorize basically that the body and the brain are an antenna for for for, for consciousness right okay. and and for like and, and for for this this sort of conscious energy that exists outside the bounds of space and time so what they say is if that's the case and we can make the brain vibrate at that same thing practiced and disciplined uh, practitioners, I shouldn't have said practice first. Now I sound like a retard. Right. I'm sorry, a stupid person. I did not mean to say that. I have a it's great deal right. of love and respect for the Careful mentally Masara. handicapped community. Careful, Masara. Was that proper? We're canceled. <laughs> Done. For watching. It's Can't over. Yeah. It took us three episodes and five minutes to break up this whole institution. On the next episode, you're going to watch me wake up drunk and hang myself in front of everybody. <laughs> no, you won't. Yeah. You Maybe. monetization program. We'll see. <laughs> No. If I get a thousand views, thousand <laughs> likes, and I'll fucking hang myself. Bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not Watch true. Watch this Amazon haul. Yeah. It's, I got sleeping pills and rope. <laughs> I'll do it for free. <laughs> no, but um, I will sell this video as an NFT of him hanging himself for five Ethereum. We're gonna put starts at a five Ethereum. We're gonna put the live leak description of my death in the comment section. <laughs> I will sell. No, no, just kidding. So, um, so, 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 what's so yeah. the results of this? What did the uh, CIA conclude? So he was so, trying to oh, mimic. Oh, okay. So, so basically, what they said is, if you can make the brain vibrate at the same wave as as like the observable physical universe and matter itself, right? If you can do that, then when when it hits the refractory point and it slips outside the bounds of space and time, a, a dedicated practitioner of like that meditative process will be able to sort of sit consciously in that moment outside of space and time, as long as they're able to maintain it. So. So, so what they started doing okay. was this thing called remote viewing, and they had, and the CIA ran this remote Sounds viewing like men program. Who stare at goats it, kind of it, shit. it is, it, it is men who stare at goats, and it's uh, and, and it's, and it's a lot like uh, the what's You're the so Italian, not Mission way. Impossible, the uh, so oh, the snappy, horse, you Italian motherfucker. Yeah, um, you wop bastard, greasy Dago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I love saying slurs that are for white people. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when people are like, oh, white people want like honky or whatever. But it's like there's so many like ethnic white slurs that you can use that like Patty, no one gives a shit about anymore. Mick. Because it's not 40. Yeah. Yeah. Like when people. Polak. Like, and when white, when I, Irish people were like Shout white out to Andy, my favorite like, Polak. Um, <laughs> but like Irish people like, or white people with Irish descendants where they're like, well, you know, we were discriminated against too. It's like, bro, it's not the 40s anymore. Fucking. Someone yelled out. at me at work for using the word Patty. once when I was at the package store he's like you know it's really offensive to Irish people and I was like all right, you Mick. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck are you gonna do? I'm not gonna get fired for calling you a Mick. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, turn all forty bottles of your scotch, you drunk bastard. Stop yeah, perpetuating stereotypes. <laughs> and also to all Irish listeners, I don't care about your feelings. Yeah, Suppress it, it like the Catholic Church told you to. You fucking idiot. I just wish we released this on St. Patrick's Day. Well, that's, we are recording it on day after St. Patrick's ah, Day. Fuck. We just I've lost track it. of time. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. Isn't Joe Biden Irish? I don't fucking Is know. He Irish Robin. Catholic. His middle name's Robinette. Uh, Robinette. I was gonna say, is that R O B I N E T T E, like Rocket, or like you know, like oh, any of those other. Follow it down. All right, so we're talking about yeah. the Radio City Hall. How is yep. it connected? How is it connected? oh Radio Waves? Radio Waves. We're back. Uh, and so, back to reality. So, uh, so, so, so yeah, so remote viewing. Okay. Sorry, I, I want to finish this part up. So no, they started so... doing was they had this whole program and the CIA is training all these people to just meditate and, and sit and, and, you know, fucking Savage. like, like these, you know, like all these baths and shit like that. And, and, and like, you know, just getting this out of body thing so they could have their consciousness slip out of, of existence. Okay. And, and, and basically like, and because of the way space and time is right. You, you know, the whole idea of like, you know, space and time isn't linear. It's, it's curved like this. Okay. So if you're on the outside of it, because it's it's not linear and it's all sort of like you can you can observe past, present, or future. Okay. Because technically it's all happened already. This is where you're starting to lose me. Now so, I think what you're talking about is time is cyclical, being that every moment that we experience is a point on a matrix that exists in and of itself. That this moment lives perpetually in the space time continuum fabric. Yes. And that and every moment that has ever happened or ever will happen. Has also exists in that way. Okay. Now, now, what's interesting about it is that you know, like, it sort of begs the question of determinism Determin- versus free will. Yeah, be, 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 because because the future, if the future already exists, then how do we know whether it's determined or not? And this is where I think the the antenna thing comes in, and, and, and the habituation aspect of the meditation comes in, because I think just like Aristotle observed, all action is is habituated first of all second of all is is uh is somewhere on the spectrum between two vices and a virtue in the middle gotcha yeah (laughs) we're all on the spectrum yeah but aristotle touched boys what does he know well well so like (laughs) socrates touched the boys donald glover taught me that Um, well, that, that is an interesting thing, and I wanted to broach this topic of determinism as well yeah because it, it it leads right back to our discussion of narcissistic parents. And if you have narcissistic yeah. parents, see, I view things through a, po- a probability graph, right? So yes. for instance, an electron, as we're taught in school, if you look at the diagram of an atom, you have the protons and the neutrons as the nucleus, and then the electron path around it, right? Yes. So what I learned in school is that there is no electron path. That we don't, that electrons aren't, Yes. it's, it's an electron cloud of probability. Mm-hmm. And it's either here or here exactly. or here or and here. And because of the Bose-Einstein, not <laughs> I'm a little Higgs. Tipsy. not Higgs boson. Sorry, let me oh. let me continue. It's the 
Heisenberg Uncertainty yes, Principle, yes. which states that we can know the know location of a oh, – I'm losing myself here – but of a wave particle. We're just – you know what? No one's going to fact check us. So let me just say <laughs> the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle – Mike and Gage Physics. Here we go, guys. Welcome to our universe. Particle location. You can know its location or its velocity. You can't know both. Yes. So you can know its vector, which is its velocity and direction. Uh, or you can know its location. And so that's what the cl- – there's the uh, uh, an electron actually lives in a cloud of probability. Excuse my ass. And you could probably know where it is due to probability. And there's there's a low probability that it's in a certain area and a very high probability. Let's think of it like a probability curve. So the way I think of things in life – you ever seen that movie? It's a real shit movie, but I like the idea of the Adjustment Bureau with yes. Matt Damon. Yes, yeah. So I really like that idea that there's this like – cabal of people who who i see here's the okay i'll give you two perspectives i mean there is it's just real people in real life but here's the, here's here's my two perspectives right oh the, th- that sounded weird I mean, no it's okay <laughs> the jews obviously no, control everything they control media they control no just kidding the banks um yeah it's just rich people. just kidding i love it's just, just just rich people. they are the chosen people i mean if you survive that much persecution over the history of your religion i mean you must be chosen not for the right reasons but certainly chosen people but um, there's a reason I almost chose it. No facts. I wanted to convert too, just to get back at my mom for being Catholic <laughs> and opposing her religion on me. <laughs> um, no, but so here are my two perspectives, which is like the Nietzsche perspective. Look, ma, no foreskin. No, so here are my two perspectives. There's one from the Nietzsche perspective: God is dead, life is meaningless, and then like the cabal hierarchy. So. There is this idea that there's a cabal of of determinists who who want us to live a certain way, but I think the other perspective, which is why I'm so Nietzsche heavy focused, which is that I was raised with such a manner of like narrative that was already mm-hmm. written out for me. Like, did, I don't think determinism is real. I think it's our parents. It's it's momentum. But well, that's the like, yeah, everything like in this world is momentum. From from the way like it's so, like. Even, even if you look at the way our brains c- carve grooves based yeah. on repeated habits, right? Yeah. That's what makes action easier and easier and easier to do. That's why yeah. addiction happens. It's why re- repeated shitty behaviors happen. And and what what like people don't realize is that that's what the idea of determinism is. It, yeah. It's like you can be locked into a way of acting because you, you fail to change your perspective. And, and, and that's not necessarily just a failure of the individual. That can be an environmental failure because, you know, you can be raised in in a way that that is so, you know, putting yeah, blinders yeah. on you. Because that, life is easier that way. Exactly. When the path but is already written, but it's for not you. easier to be happy. No, of course not. But what is happy though? You know what I mean? Contentment. Aristotle like, again, man. He he fucking hits the nail on the head with this virtue shit and like basic ethical shit. Like we figured this out in ancient Greece, and it's been true ever since. Yeah, but they fuck boys. Yeah, yeah, but like they, they had like like a, every culture, every culture has shitty, terrible oh, things. Yes. That, also that. Like, <laughs> but, but as like shitty, terrible things they did, like the Aztecs used to eat people's hearts and play soccer with their heads. Hey, that's Fucking racist. like, it's not. It's, <laughs> and like, you know. And, 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 they and, only and, made and, antiquity yeah. art representing but, those traditions. Yeah, and, 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 and the, the Mayans used to carve people up and throw them down the steps. Like, you know, like that kind of, like yeah. the, the fucking... The Norse, those barbarians, not even like a, they established the slave trade. Not even a loaded term. Literal barbarians, yeah. like you know, the, that's all. Humanity has just a litany of sins 
like a litany of terrible fucking actions against other people because we are shitty and we're not perfect and we do things wrong a lot because we habituate bad action because this world is super imperfect. But we also have the capacity to think about a better way, an ideal, a way that things should be, the forms, right? Like, like, and, and if we can take that knowledge and we can take that sort of striving and, and this is where like religion and philosophy sort of come in more so as tools for an individual to use, to read their lives and, and to take and say, maybe I can change the way I do this. Maybe I can change the way I do that because this is actually having a negative impact on myself and the people around me and, you know, and using virtue ethics to figure out why you should do something or not do something using, using, you know, ontological ethics to figure out whether there's like whether there's natural rules to how things work which i think there are yeah. based on physics alone there's there's some sort of natural rules and we are just matter con- energy condensed so we are also bound by the rules of physics which means there's some sort of connection i think between the rules of physics and the rules of what our behavior should be for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction does that not carry over to interpersonal relationships certainly and here's the thing that that's a great point. But here's my view on determinism, which is why I lean so heavy into Nietzsche, which is that meaning ordained by a higher power, be it God, uh, a religious institution, or your very own parents, bucking that tradition may in and of itself be your purpose. So it, me, yeah. me like uh, disavowing Catholicism and like, for instance, I don't know if I told you this, but for my confirmation... Uh, we had to write an essay about why we want to get confirmed. And I used this moment to rebel against my mom, who was forcing confirmation and Catholicism in general on me as a way to project a certain family uh, aesthetic for us all being Catholics. Um, even my atheist brother, who like was a huge influence on me like uh, to revolt against parental powers and religious powers, yeah. he even took the uh, devilish deal of becoming catholic and he just took the bribes he took the the confirmation gifts he took the money because he's like it's just easier to uh do that which is no judgment you know he measured what's worth it in like going against the system versus versus uh you know getting confirmed anyways in my essay i started with i want to be confirmed to get my mom off my back and i used the power of the church against my parent of against my mom because they're not going to let you be confirmed. Because she at that wielded point. it over my head that the Catholic Church was was more than me, that it was more important than me, and so I used that authority. I like jujitsued my way out of confirmation by saying, because yeah. I was promised that once you I get to confirmation, I can choose not to go to church or to go to church because I I hated church so much. But the reason why I lean so much into Nietzsche that there is no purpose, that we are just purposeless creatures that create our own meaning through cognition and psychology is that at any point you can choose like the probability path i told you about electrons yeah there is a statistical probability that it's in an unlikely place it's a very low low probability like if the scale goes like this i'm literally going to draw it out in the podcast i'm going to mark this and try to but there's a probability curve and at the very bottom there is a unlikely location for it to be but quantum physics says if i keep tapping this desk a million billion trillion quadrillion times one time my finger is going to pass through like magic. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So here's the thing is I want to live like my finger is going to pass through. I want to live my life like if I touch this desk even a third time that my finger is going to pass right through. Same. Because it has the capability of doing so, 
and it would be so much more interesting of a story if, if I did. tell you that my finger went through the desk. <laughs> exactly. And then it's really unlikely that I can pull it back because it's just it took a lot to get there. So like there's a possibility that I jump out this window. I'm not going to. Yeah. Because and you could say, well, that's determinism. Like, there's a possibility I throw you out this yeah, window. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to. Yeah. I mean like And so that's but but that's where I, I think I like that... to live like there is a possibility that anything can happen because even if I don't choose that path, the day that I choose to take that path, I want to know that I can because yeah. it's easy to live in that, in that, like that comfortable well of statistic probability that your life is going to go this way. But being a comedian is that little percentage. Like yeah. no one does that. I mean, because like, it's so unlikely we are far more likely to fail than succeed. But though yeah. I don't see it as a statistic, I see it as a statistical progression, not as a statistical, uh, uh, reality in that, Yes, every day the probability is really low that I'm a successful comedian. Yeah. But if every day I choose that small possibility, I use all my energy to be that electron that lives outside the atom. Yes. That one day I will jump. And one day I will achieve what I want to because I'm literally just living in that well of unlikely one, probability. One day you're going to hit the refractory point and you're going to stay outside. Exactly. And, and I will be the man who stares at ghosts. Exactly. And, and dude, that's like that's such a – like. That's such a big thing about this, about like the, uh, the the idea of that momentum of sort of like making those mm -hmm. choices to live in that way, and and that is where I think the idea of like when it when you come to determinism versus free will, you have the free will to change your habits and change your perspective. You have the free will to do that at any time, no matter how. Like you know what I mean? I could quit smoking cigarettes today if if i if There's i wanted to change I that to yeah to you that i, I, I really, heard about from i really Blazer. need to quit smoking cigarettes you can hear my voice like yeah, it's, it's all okay. raspy and shit it's kind of but uh but whatever I'm, I'm, I'm like that girl in high school who like smokes like three cigarettes yeah. like a week that girl always gave the best head just saying <laughs> <laughs> quiet pause <laughs> reflecting on the girl who's addicted to cigs yep uh so like so yeah there's just uh yeah, I mean, one day I woke Sorry, up... Sorry, no, no, I'm just thinking about that. No, 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 I'll, let you, I'll let you wallow in that fantasy. But, uh, no, I mean, one day I just decided, like, I was always, like, a chubby kid. I was always getting, like, husky jeans and things like that. But now I'm starting to see, like, my abs through my stomach because one day I just decided I'm going to work out every day I possibly can and watch what I eat. And I lost, like, 15 pounds, and I'm now starting to gain weight as, like, muscle. And that's not to brag. That's just, like... At any day, you can wake up and be like, how I've been living is not how I want to live. And although it's easier because I've literally like – sometimes the worst the worst lifestyle is easier to live because you have a history of living it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all momentum. Objects at rest tend to stay at rest. Objects in motion tend to stay in motion. I just heard a, a podcast with Jordan Peterson. The, JBP. Uh, yeah. The whether – to some people, you might see him as a Nazi. Or some people in my BC is a liberal cuck. Or but some of us might have his signed book on their bookshelf right next all to right. us. 12 Rules to Life. He just released his new one, Beyond Chaos. Um, I got to buy it. Yeah. So, But I heard him say that, like, we find it – sorry, I got to do my Jordan B. Beers. We find it harder to – okay, what you have to understand is that we have to slay the dragon. You sound like prepubescent Jordan Peterson. I know, but <laughs> he just has such a high uh, – he has such a high octave. You have voice. to get that Kermit. Kermit voice almost in well, welcome uh, to my show, Twelve Rules to Life. He talks here like this about 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 yeah, so philosophy I'm and theology. Calgary. What you don't understand is that we have to slay the dragon that is actually our dad by cleaning up our room. 
<laughs> but, but you have to make your bed every day. You have to. Oh, I got Scottish there. <laughs> no, I think he's part Scottish. Anyways, he has an autoimmune disorder and he's addicted to benzodiazepine, but he's just... He just kicked that. Yeah, through xenon Good for therapy him. in Russia. Xenon therapy. I'll explain it in a second. But Please. He we... said something about it's we fear setting goals for ourselves because then we are then accountable for achieving those goals. And I think once you... I think it all ties back to low self-esteem. I think that's a huge like center point for people not changing yes. is low self-esteem. I think people with higher self-esteem do a lot more things in their life because yes. they are not afraid of difference. They're or not failure. Afraid, or or afraid, failure. Yeah, if, fail, if, well, that's the thing. If you have nothing, this is what, I learned this from experience. If you have nothing going on that you give a shit about, yeah. like, like, and all you have is these sad little fucking things, you're not going to try to do anything else or try to do anything more because you're so afraid of losing what what little you have. I don't want to keep snapping like that to make up. You're Italian. Yeah. You can't help it. And uh, you got me thinking about it now. Though. <laughs> and uh, it's all right. I know I made him self. My game on stage is going to be so off. Tonight. <laughs> it's all right. That's my mom like speaking through me. The <laughs> emotional manipulation and trying to curb your habits through like. Stop moving your hands, you dumb wop. <laughs> no, but the idea that like. I don't know. It's so satisfactory to do something different, something that makes you a little uncomfortable. You know, like what is, what's uh, Eleanor Roosevelt? She said, do something that you're afraid of every day. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> yeah, uh, her husband, uh, the I first know. lesbian, uh, is she a lesbian? first lady. Confirmed? I mean, I don't know if it's confirmed or not. I'm like, I've read some conspiracy theory things online. Like, oh, Mike, I would err on the side of that. Like five twenty six, by the way. All right. I mean, I'm just waiting until we hear from from you know him who? when he's outside. Yeah. yeah. Um, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to he should shall not be named. Um, okay, shout out to Cliff. Cliff Mula. <laughs> We're heading to the Christopher shout Martin's out. open mic. Yes. Tonight. Which has an open mic uh, sign ups at seven every night on Wednesday nights. Get there before seven. <laughs> definitely get there before seven. Christopher Martin's in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, but yeah, that I just. My life has changed exponentially recently because I just chose to do something difficult and different and just, I don't know, just, just not fucking. But I've been so much happier since I chose that. Yeah, man. Like it's contentment. It's, it, it, it's like you, you take the struggles as they come and you, and you relish in the fact yeah. that you get to do it. Adversity yields higher self-esteem. Adversity yields like higher uh, uh, purpose. And Dude, like, like, like talking to you a couple weeks ago after you got booked on that show yeah like like the level of just like energy you could feel it radiating off oh of yeah you. man and congrats like, to you man you got a fucking thanks, paid man. gig we gotta come up with a secret i know handshake. yeah that'd mean, be dope <laughs> we'll get there that'd be so dope we gotta create a secret Hell handshake yeah. but yeah i i don't know uh purpose nietzsche fucking do whatever you want to do man it's crazy to think that like you think that you live it's like you drive on the highway your whole life and mm -hmm. then you wake up and realize there is no car it's yeah, like, you know, yeah like, exactly. That, that, that scene in The Matrix when he's like, there is no spoon. And that's when uh, Neo becomes enlightened. That's life. There is no spoon. No one gives a fuck. Here's the, the beautiful thing about life. You can do life. whatever you want, and as long as you're confident, you'll fucking do it. The like... beautiful thing about life is the indifference that most people have about you most of the time. There are very few people who actually give a fuck what you do, which you should relish in the indifference because no one really wants you to do anything as long as you're there for them. If they're a friend, like they want you to just do whatever the fuck you, or they don't even care what you do. Exactly. So if you like woke up and you're like, Oh, like, which is why, like when people talk about like transphobia and stuff like that, people that I am friends with, 
people of today really don't give a fuck what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I've always been like, uh, dude, I have a couple trans friends like who like, like, you know, I do whatever the fuck yeah, makes, man, you whatever makes you happy. I'm not I'm going so... to stop you or yell at you or judge you or do anything about it. At the same time, like, don't, don't like come looking for a reaction from me. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I'm, I'm going to, if I, if I give a shit about what you're doing, I'm going to tell you like, yeah, exactly. it, like, and, and it's only really going to be positive because if I don't like it, I'm just going to stay the fuck away from you. Yeah. I like, do have a habit of telling people what I think, even if they don't ask, like I'm always, I've like, I've always identified myself as like an advice giver, which sometimes gets me in hot water. Cause they're like, I didn't ask her opinion. But like, well, fuck you. I gave it to you anyways. But in, in most regards, people really don't get like you could just wake up and start doing things differently like for instance i heard a podcast with cal newport writer of the war of art which is a small book but is very like potent uh literature about uh how artists recapture their inspiration by doing what he calls deep focus or, or hard whatever the fuck he calls it. he's some intellectual bullshit basically stop distracting yourself you fucking pussy and 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 start so doing down and the, do it yeah like right actually fucking type i'm not gonna hit them too hard so I don't... yeah this is actually a draft manuscript so <laughs> please Dude, I don't mean, this man's writing a book you know what i mean I got like, pages this man's got pages he's gonna sell each of these is like and especially 2. with the, 2.7 published pages the internet like we're making a podcast right now you know like 20 years ago how many people we've had would have had to go through to publish this material <sighs> but now youtube you can have billions of i'm about hours. to find out <laughs> you have like millions but even like self uh publishing is like so much more prevalent I'm not self-publishing a book. Like, well, that's because you've been told. We will be discussing off-camera how he should be self-publishing. But I'm just saying that <laughs> every, every. I wish I could smoke cigarettes. Now. <laughs> Man, Sorry, dude, I wish I could smoke cigarettes and not have any health consequences. Like, I wish more vapes look like cigarettes because, like, it's just smoking cigarettes. I mean, what they forget what they told you in Dare or like stupid programs. Smoking cigarettes yeah. looks cool, kids. It does. That's half the reason I do it. It just it could just you hand looks me my cool. bag? Yeah, you got it, buddy. Thanks. I smoke a little tobacco. Actual smoke a little tobacco. backy. Yeah. Thank you. So that's my piece on determinism. The reason I, I buck and reject determinism is because I, I relish the idea that we as humans can wake up one day and do whatever the fuck we want. Because I feel like the only reason we discover, the only reason we invent is because someone was bored enough and I'm trying to like recapture boredom. I'm trying. I'm kind of hyped over boredom right now, because I have sedated myself with digital entertainment for far too long. Whenever I, I feel a twinge of boredom or like I don't know what to do, I either mm -hmm. jerk off or yep. watch Netflix or watch Billions, which is a great show. I had to Paul stop Giamatti. doing. I had to stop. You you want to know what? Lewis. I developed a theory about that. Please go on. So uh, I I realized the other day that if I like if I, if I came home and I start thank you. If I came home and I start writing, it is just tobacco, by the way. It's, it's not like a euphemism. Who gives a shit? Uh, I'm just saying. We're adults. So, uh, it could be cocaine for all you care. Then you'd just be the mayor of Toronto. I wish. Rob Ford, rest <laughs> rest in peace. Is he dead? Rest in power, yeah. Did, did he die of COVID? No, what the fuck? He died years. I think he died a few years ago from like fucking treating his body like a dumpster and being 300 pounds. Like, it still count as a COVID death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. He died in 2019. Apparently Shakespeare died of, of COVID, COVID, too. Yeah. <laughs> We are locking down the state again because Rob <laughs> Ford died of COVID. 
No, but um, <laughs> Joe Biden yeah. reshuts down America based on <laughs> retroactive Corona cases. Joe Biden caught one whiff of COVID in that woman's <laughs> hair and shut down the whole country. <laughs> I know kids can't catch COVID because I smell them every day. <laughs> Ever since I sent my dog home, oh, I've had God. to do yeah, the what's sniffing. What's the deal with his dogs? I just he, just he, a quick aside. What, he he bit I, a Secret Service agent or some shit, and then they sent him like Joe home. Biden bit a Secret. No, Service yes, dog. Uh, probably. I mean, did, did you see Joe Biden bite his wife's finger? There's a video of Joe Biden biting his wife's finger. Stop. We're going to be labeled as alt-right. Why? It's just true. <laughs> like, dude, Matt... That's what the tread on me people yeah. tell you. Also, Matt Taibbi, you know, from yes. Rolling Stone. Yes. Great piece came out in uh, yes. some some newspaper recently. I hate myself for forgetting the name. Breitbart. No. It, it was... It's, it's, it's Infowars.com. Uh, he, he published an article called The, so- uh, the Sovietization of the American Media. And Matt Taibbi's a lefty. For those of you who don't uh, love it, don't know that. Uh, yeah, but he's not he's a editor. Lefty. Okay, come I don't on. Know. I'm just. I'm playing. I'm he's playing, not a fucking tanky. I'm but, but he's a Cortez advocate. Okay, <laughs> allow me this grace. Fair enough. Fair but anyways, enough. continue with the. Uh, you were saying about. something about, and I'm just vamping right now because I forgot what you. I distract tobacco, cocaine. Tom Ford died of COVID because Rob he smoked Ford. crack. But before, before that, that, it was horse lesbian roosevelt and that's a little too far back now we have to continue forward i love searching trains of thought are so yeah, fun right. determinism be what you want i have it's to too pee. far back uh I, I i i anyways you know what fuck it forget it oh whatever We're on we'll the, move on, on. The, yeah. let's move on we'll come back to you. you'll be like oh my god i got it and yeah, then we'll come back to it um in the meantime nfts are really popping off NFTs. And I want to talk about this. I'm deep into finances and cryptocurrency. I love that you asked me that. Now, for those at home who haven't already heard what an NFT is, NFT stands for non-fungible token. Like a cryptocurrency, it is a blockchain-linked asset. But like the name implies, it is non-fungible. Unlike a currency, it's more of a collectible. It's like a doge? No. It's not oh, a is currency. Doge a currency? Doge okay. is a currency. Doge is a currency. Non-fungible, non-fungible tokens. You can think of them. I love that word. For I know, right? NFTs. They also want to call them nifties. Um, but for the for the sake of metaphor, it's easier to akin them to trading cards. They are oh, rare. Dope. They are rare assets. It's like a holographic Charizard. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Or a blue-eyed white cut. dragon. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Trading cards are going heavy on the market right now. On eBay. The Just middle of Exodia that's yeah. not Chinese. Top shots NBA <laughs> shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Made NFTs ourselves. are a very strange economic phenomenon because on paper it does not seem like they should work, but they do. So NFTs, like trading cards, are a rare asset that has a unique signature. Now... An example of an NFT is the Neon Cat meme. Remember that? The Jesus fuck it. You mean the Pop-Tart thing? Mm-hmm. Oh so, my god. But here's the thing. I almost choked a kid in high school for fucking singing that once. So here's the thing. The Neon Cat gif as an NFT was sold for, just guess what it was sold for. I don't want it. It was auctioned off for an equivalent of $600,000 in Ethereum. Here's the thing, though. If, my, my friend, do you know Mike what Star, I could have done with that? I could have made such better use of that than any one of those fucking morons. But here's the thing, Mike, is that even oh. worse, I'm going to make you rub your eyes even more because that Neon Cat meme can still be downloaded as a GIF on any website. Any like Google image search could pull up Neon Cat and you could download it as a .gif file. The only thing an NFT is is the sole 
creator of this. That doesn't even have to be. It's just a rare enough. Form. Oh, oh, I've been, I've been seeing shit like this. This is just like Jack Dorsey's. They sold yes. like a Jack Dorsey tweet is one of those, right? So there's the thing. It's an NFT can be any file. It could be audio. It could be video. This whole podcast could be sold as an NFT. Let's it's do it. Auctioned off. Starting price is 100k. It's auctioned. Well, here's the thing. I need to it's buy some not, land. It's not through US dollars. All NFTs are auctioned off through blockchain. One of the most popular it, yeah. being the Ethereum blockchain created by Vitalik Buterin, who is uh, a. It sounds like a medicine. <laughs> Vitalik, I took some Vitalik Buterin to help my cough. No, but uh, Vitalik Buterin is a co-founder, co-creator of uh, Ethereum as we know it. Ethereum is the most commonly known as like the cryptocurrency, but Ethereum blockchain is a. Um, just think of a blockchain as like a, a public ledger that is constantly updated by its users, which creates a transparent verification of. Uh, possession of assets within this blockchain. I feel like if people haven't looked up what blockchain is by now, they probably don't give a shit. I know, but it, 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 <laughs> it bears repeating for the definition of an uh, I, NFT. I know, I'm just being a dick. <laughs> so like Ethereum, the coin, that's the currency, an NFT is an asset within the blockchain of Ethereum, right? And Or NFTs could be on any blockchain, but the most popular right now is Ethereum. Yeah. So the Neon Cat GIF is sold as a token, a non-fungible token. It's an asset embedded in the blockchain. It is confirmed. So whatever that original version of Neon Cat sold by the creator, sold for $600,000 worth of, of Ethereum, because if you imagine an NFT like a trading card, it's a trading card with a signature or that hologram that's rare. So the creator can choose to sell a certain amount or bid off a certain amount of those NFTs depending on their rarity, increases their asset price. So you could download the Neon Cat GIF. I could download the Neon Cat GIF. But if you buy the original NFT of the Neon Cat, what you have is an Ethereum blockchain confirmed version of that GIF that is the version. So if you imagine like an art gallery uh, auction, mm -hmm. it is the most secure art gallery auction ever. It is counterintuitively the most authentic and valuable version because it can be copied over and over and over and over again, but the very truest version is embedded into the blockchain. The possession, the person can only sell and auction off these assets yeah. through the blockchain. So imagine a painting that I make and I sell on auction. Mm -hmm. Imagine that painting knows who it belongs to and will transmit a signal to uh, an auction site to let you know at any given point that Mike owns my painting, then Mike sells it to Silvio, and Silvio owns it. Now Silvio sells it to Ernest, and Ernest owes it. It's a painting. It's a smart painting. It's Ethereum has these things called smart contracts, and it, it knows who its true uh, owner is. So it absolutely eliminates the uh, potential for fraud, for counterfeit, for uh, forgery. So you can't just sell yeah, yeah, yeah. a forger. I mean, I mean, I mean that's like the big draw of blockchain in general, right? Exactly. Is that it's completely secure. So these NFTs are ways that digital artists are making money off of the crypto boom. And NFTs, the beauty of NFTs, of even a more interesting implication of NFTs, is because you can verify the ownership across the entire blockchain. Say if you make a video game that's built into the Ethereum blockchain, you could sell a... A collector's item like a typewriter so like your character in the video game could have a typewriter and you own that typewriter no one else owns this rare version of the typewriter then you can take it over to another game and it's still yours even if your account is deleted no one can take this typewriter away from you it's yours 
And this also goes even further in what is now digital real estate. There are video game real estate mm. markets that are opening up. I am part of a game called Decentraland, which is an Savage. Ethereum blockchain Savage. video game that is owned by the people because it is built into the Ethereum blockchain. So everything you own is yours verified through the Ethereum blockchain. I love that. And they sell off land in the game, which is a finite flat earth square mm-hmm. of land. And you can build things on turf. <laughs> well, it is. It's like Minecraft. It's a flat. <laughs> it's computer. I mean, yeah. in a computer simulation, it's a flat We've got multi-levels of conspiracy here. We're cutting out the central banks. <laughs> we are cutting out the round earth shills. Yes. We so are, you yeah. buy up land on these things called parcels. And each parcel is bought up with mana. Mana is their in-game currency. Oh my currency. god! Oh my land. god! Mana. Mana buys you. Someone's land. read their fucking Old Testament. Yep. <laughs> oh, is that what they? Call? I was thinking of Magic the Gathering. I mean, I don't know, maybe, but like, mana is what uh, God gave the Israelites in the desert when, oh. when, when they. Ha- yeah, dude. Here's some yeah, biblical scholarship sense, coming dude. right at Crypto you. Crypto was created by the Jews. That makes so much sense. Tel Aviv is the capital of tech startups yeah there's actually more tech startups in tel aviv than like san francisco that is uh unresearched information but i know that it's true gage you can't shave your head and start talking shit about the jews tel aviv does have a lot of what you don't understand here is, they, is that they're bleeding them. in from no i love the jews um is real or is fake yeah i love the jew <laughs> you can't talk about them in a singular her no but um no but so anyway, that's what an NFT is. An NFT is a collectible that is coded into the Ethereum blockchain. And what's cool about NFTs too is you can it could be any file. So it could be a video, it could be uh, music. People are selling albums. Like yeah. Kings of Leon is selling their album. Now here's another thing. Of course, with any like new technological financial advancement, there comes fraud. And so even though it is fraud proof, people are using it to defraud the government by creating it. <laughs> Let's go. Here is the scheme, right? Say I tell wanna, me how to do it, Gage. So tell our listeners, so guys, tell, we want all of you to defraud the federal government yes, because please. fuck the federal government. Fuck the Fed. Yeah. So if I were to take this video, for instance, yeah. this episode three of... That was not encouragement to do a crime, by the way. Episode I was just two, part energy. One, episode two, part one of Can We Be Friends. If I were to take this video file as an MP4 and turn it into a NFT, I could, I could create 20 versions Hypothetically of speaking. Hypothetically, allegedly, reportedly... Uh, non-verified maybe maybe not maybe maybe not yeah. uh unreportedly allegedly it's i could all on this. the down low i could make this into an nft i could auction it off on an ethereum blockchain for let's say an equivalent of ten thousand dollars each token i can make 20 versions of that token which means now i have two hundred thousand dollars us dollars in value that's created out of nowhere can you do this are you capable of doing we this don't have enough listeners people is a very prolific how, how many do we need <laughs> we just we it's all it's abstract it's it's non-existent it's 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 fake it's phony all right look it's we, like we will cut you world. in but anyway, <laughs> here's, here's share this with your friends we'll cut you in here's where the fraud comes in so i could make 20 nfts of this video we could sell one and yield the profit that's ten thousand in our pocket now we have one hundred ninety thousand that's out and about we oh, donate fuck. the value of that to charity the 190,000, we could donate the 19 tokens to charity, which is now on them to cash in. We just donated what is worth to our company as Can We Be Friends LLC, not $190,000, which we can not only count as charity donation, 
but we can also count as $190,000 negative. Right it's off. Right off. Right off. Of Holy shit. It's a write off of $190,000, which never existed and technically really still doesn't exist because it is such an it's arbitrary market. It's just a copy. Because it's just a copy. But it's not even that. It's it's such an arbitrary market like the art market. Wow. Like you can make doodles and sell yeah, for yeah, millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to be the right artist. If you can, if you could give the rest of that to charity, you can say that you lost one hundred ninety thousand dollars in this fiscal year, and now we get to count that against our profits. So if we typically make two hundred k off of this podcast, we could sell nineteen. We could give away nineteen tokens as charity and say that we only yielded ten thousand dollars in taxable income for this year, and walk away with the rest of the branded profit that we make. And we would never do this, IRS. We would never not. do this. But if we did, not. we did it for charity. But if we did, I'd be sticking my ass out the car window on you and my Maserati while I'm driving away, flipping you the fucking bird. Like, oh my god, that's awesome. It is awesome. So that's why I Dude, love... fuck the government for thinking they get a piece of everything we make for nothing. That's why that flag's up there. That is exactly why that flag's up there, because they steal from every single one of us. That's an interesting point. Now, I wouldn't be mad. I would be willing to give more than half of my income to tax <laughs> if I knew... It was being used properly. But that's the thing is the reason that people – so many people are mad at like taxable income is because we see the government use our taxes for shit like endless wars in Afghanistan to fuel the industrial – the military this, industrial complex. This is where my GoFundMe idea comes in. Have I told you this? No, it is 545. Right? We have time because Cliff City is going to be there by six. So, by here, by here? Yeah, by here, by okay. six. So – I can right. make it another 15 going. Yeah, here we go. Perfect. I got a strong bladder. So, so, so I think this is a great place to close off to for this half. Yeah, um, perfect. So, all right. Um, uh, I think that taxation should be done through a GoFundMe model. Like, I, like ideally, mm. I'm a person who believes you shouldn't have an income tax in general. The income tax wasn't instituted until the early 1900s. Yeah, I just learned about it. Yeah, that too. it was income instituted tax. through an amendment, uh, a collection of progressive amendments in the early 1900s where they so, basically – they wanted the government to do more. Can it, you walk me back a little bit? Yeah. Take me back – to 1919 Take me back to the moments before we had income tax. How did the yeah. government fund itself? Through which taxation avenues did the government have access to our or just the collective American wealth? So you still had I'm like to touch the mic too much oh, just cuz it, it, it yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to keep metal. it facing me here. It like yeah. vibrates and shit all gotcha. the time. But please tell me and the people at home, how did the American government how did they get their money before they had income tax? So uh basically you had a taxation system with, you know, the so the states still pay, you know, like, I think, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Tax, Are you talking you to have, Mike? I'm, I'm trying to think here. Are you talking to Mike? No, I know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, Mike thinks away from Mike's. I honestly don't remember. I... I am pretty sure property tax that, can we say that, that you had a series Business of like taxes. excise taxes like okay. trade taxes you pre, you had tariffs back then too um so back when uh, America made shit exactly yeah um so like that would be is there a way to lock this in here I know I'm sorry no, the, you're the reason is cuz I can't tighten it without it being away from you is just a what about that there we go that works so um so like uh so let me see so yeah, so you have those kind of taxes. Property taxes are usually more at the state level. I don't know if there's federal property tax or not, to be completely honest, because I don't own any property. Um, but didn't we have the Fed since Hamilton? That federal. Well, that well, so here's, well here's the thing. Is, is, so, wait, I'm sorry. What? Well, it wasn't Hamilton's idea of the Fed, the Treasury, that like each state mm. would burden the collective debt of like each other state 
and there was the big contention that's like why would should kentucky bear the debt of like connecticut yeah you know what i mean yeah now well, that it's well, like a federal debt or something like well that. so here's the problem is that like yeah like you used to have hamilton wanted a central bank hamilton wanted a central bank institution jefferson did not they, they got a national bank through that however in the early 1900s there was an act called the federal reserve act i'm pretty sure that that basically congress gave the power of central banking over to a private institution and that private institution Uh-oh. was called the Federal Reserve. Now, the Federal Reserve system so the of banks... The Federal Reserve is not government? No, it's the private. Federal Reserve is a private bank that, that was... You know this? this yeah. This is why JFK yeah. was shot. Continue, please. The, the Federal Reserve was given their... Uh, was was basically given their uh, you know mandate by Congress who, who, basic, who decided that it was better to have this private banking institution that runs a lot of the banks throughout the world. Like, it's a, a lot of the central banks the of many countries... Are owned and operated by the same fucking banking clan, basically that that like that does, and, and this is where a lot of the like conspiracy stuff about banking comes in. But like it's true, like you can look that up. There's there's like a central network of central banks that 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 operate most of the, the governments in the world. The Federal Reserve System is our version of that, basically. Is this connected and to the to the World Bank? Like what? so 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 I'll, I'll get here. Okay. All right. So so what you have? Yeah yeah. We'll we'll, we'll work back through the history. So uh, all right. So you establish the Federal Reserve. After that, you establish a federal income tax. Like nineteen between nineteen thirteen and nineteen sixteen. I think thirteen was twelve or thirteen was the Federal Reserve, and then between thirteen and sixteen was the income tax. And what that did is it provide. It, it, now the federal government has a steady stream of taxation revenue from every person simply by virtue of being alive and having to make money. Damn. Like. So, and what that does is it ties everybody into the system now. Now, at this point, did we have state income taxes? Or Some states, uh, actually, I don't know. I, I, I don't know when the first state income tax is. That's okay. a good question. I but would, I, I, I would imagine. The early teens of the 19 teens. If I had to guess. I would say that based on the way that politics happens in general in the U.S., there probably were some states that had income taxes because generally the states are labs for what ends up becoming federal policy later. Copy that. So continue. Now, Fed fed, uh, income tax comes in in the late 19-teens. Yep. So then, you know, people start paying tax on their income. And, uh, like, you know, as this goes into, like, you know, the 40s and 50s, income tax is super high. Like, like, you know, we're talking, like, if you're making over – like a million dollars or something like that, you're being taxed like 85% of your income. Damn. Like, 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 and maybe I'm exaggerating, but like 70 at, at least, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're taking yeah. most of what you make gotcha. because they've determined that you don't need it. And a lot of that was because of the production that was required of world war two taxes go up. You know what I mean? You, you got to pay for this war. Like, um, and that's also how FDR, because of the economic advisors he used during, to, during the depression. So first of all, there, it's a complete myth that FDR's economic policies pulled us out of the depression. FDR's economic policies likely extended the depression. So and the F- FDR is New Deal. FDR is the New Deal. Yeah, the, gotcha. the, the New Deal most likely extended the length of the Great Depression. If, if you talk to real economists and not these Keynesian jerk offs that fucking populate most of the Federal Reserve and 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 the, and the Department of the Treasury, like if you if you talk to actual like collegiate economists and Austrians and people who understand how economics really works, like the 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 policies of taxing and spending basically of the great depression and you know i mean some severe restrictions on on economic freedom within the us you the government took back every ounce of gold and silver that anybody had in the country and they centralized it all they made it illegal to own gold and that you had to cash like it in some pretty 
uh, it sounds like some other pretty authoritarian governments in the 40s as well, maybe in Germany. Perhaps? And you had to cash it in for this thing called the silver certificate. I've shown you this before. Whoa. Series 90. So it looks like a normal dollar. It does look But if like you look very dollar. closely, and I'll show this to you before I'll bring it up to the camera. In silver, payable to the bearer on demand. Whoa. You what can, year you, is that you, from? 1935. You used to be able to walk into any bank with, with U.S. currency cool. and say, give me a dollar's worth of silver. And because that's all currency really is. It's, it, it's a little piece of paper that says in the bank somewhere there is a dollar's worth of silver representing this note, and that's what has value. But what ends up happening is we determine that, no, now we have something called fiat currency. I've heard of this. This is very popular amongst crypto communities. Fiat currency looks call. a little something like this, and it yeah. says Federal Reserve Note right here. Is that an actual dollar? Silver Certificate Federal Reserve Note. This is from 2017. Okay. We don't have real money anymore. We I didn't as, prepare this. He just we, had it in the desk. We <laughs> as a collective American people have been robbed. We've been robbed of all the real tangible value assets that, that we are owed based on our, on our jobs. And, and we've been enslaved into basically a global monetary system that, that takes pieces of paper that are literally worth absolutely nothing because, because they're the note of a private banking institution that has, that has zero authority. I don't, give a, I don't give a shit. It's not real. Burn it, this is the real money. Burn it, you libertarian. Yeah, literally. So, so here's the question then. You cannot get a dollar of silver for this anymore. Whoa. No. So they really just shit. They the fucked f- us. They, they, they fucked so, all of us because so nobody now, could fucking read. This is like a legally binding document that yes. says that it's a silver certificate in silver payable to the bearer on, de- on demand. It means something. And so but if you brought this to a bank, you couldn't get a troy ounce of silver or whatever no. silver you want to get out no. of a dollar. No, you would get nothing. You'd get- They'd give you four quarters. <laughs> That's it. We got fucking robbed. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Just yeah. imagine someone. Literally, in the, literally. In the year they're, they're tokens. Like, they're tokens. This oh, is a token. Man. This is I, this is in the second half of this podcast because we are going to wrap up on this yeah. on this manifesto that Mike has just spilled out for us. I have to it's quite a teaser. Really bad. <laughs> and we have to go to an open mic. Oh, man, I got so much fucking it. I'm just going to talk about the Federal Reserve Good. tonight. Okay. Um, but we'll, we come, we'll come back and talk more about this. This was the first half of episode two yeah. of Can We Be Friends? In the second half, I will be introducing uh, more of my knowledge of cryptocurrency. I feel like it bears uh, raising the idea of what cryptocurrency oh, is. We still have to get through the history of the Please of the do. World Bank and the IMF and how this currency came to be a fucking thing in the first place. Moving off the gold standard, the like all of this history builds into the reason that we basically are enslaved to a global economic system that cares nothing for us right now. And I will respond with what crypto community has been doing to circumnavigate this federal cabal that is created exactly. to fuck us out of our real value by creating intrinsic value based off of RAM and computer hardware, which if you want to think about it, because it takes like gold and silver and to make semiconductors, we're getting back to the gold standard. I never thought about that, but that's fucking savage because that's really true. we're now the gigabyte standard. It is a volatile market. Cryptocurrency is very volatile, and I would highly recommend not putting all of your value in a, such a libertarian rush to ideals. But... But... <laughs> There is value in a new path with blockchain building a new branch of internet that also distances itself from the cabal of internet owners like Facebook, Twitter, who have taken up server space. Yep. This is the way we undermine that system. You can fuck two systems with one coin. By all deciding that we get to take the power back of those institutions within to our own hands, 
the federal government, the federal banking system, like the, the, cryptocurrency is their greatest fear. That's why they're working so hard to create a federal version of crypto. SEC is because, putting a probe into Ripple right now. Because it, it's going to undermine them. If, if we all started using digital currency, guess what they can't do? Tax our income anymore because they can't fucking trace it. But we have to be careful because there are large institutions that are trying to create cryptocurrency to weasel their way yeah. into these new revolutionary Use like, natural Facebook cryptos. Is, never, never use an institutional crypto. crypto. Never trust an institution. Like, we will get back to that in part yeah. two. I have to take a piss. We have to get to our mic. Remember, but... never trust the institutions. <laughs> I'm Mike Massaro. I'm Gage Morrow. We'll see you in part two. Thank you. God bless this institution.